MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, March 19th, 2020. Today, Mnuchin warns Congress coronavirus could lead to a 20% unemployment rate. Schiff and Nadler question Barr's motives in shutting down the Mueller-Pergosian case. The federal personnel chief quits abruptly. The inept racism of Trump's response to the pandemic. Warren calls for corporate bailout conditions. Inspector General investigations are down at DHS. And a lot of good news amidst the chaos. I'm your host, the chaos. I'm your... (laughs) The chaos. I am your host... A.G. And with me today are Jordan Coburn Hello. and Amanda Reeder. Hello. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Having a bit of an allergy freak out, being ah. extra cautious. Glad you're back. Yes, me too. Staying inside my house for two days straight, getting better, and then walking outside and immediately feeling the same again. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's this allergies. It's just allergies. That's good. <sighs> Not the coronavirus. <laughs> no. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you do go out, people are going to rightfully so think that you're being potentially irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And so it's trying to be a good citizen, but also not trying to be insane. Mm-hmm. And when, yeah, we've talked about this. I'm very predisposed to anxiety and hypochondria already. So mm-hmm. this is just a fucking nightmare for me. Hard times. Yes. <laughs> not as you. bad for other people, though. I acknowledge my privilege very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, I my will brain say, is a hellscape. That's all. Although I will say that um, my uh, therapist told me today, don't belittle your feelings of anxiety by saying that other people have it worse, mm-hmm. because your feelings are valid. That's nice. Thank you. Yep. I've been. That's really helpful. I've been seeing this people too. People have been expressing their anxiety to me or their sadness or their frustration mm-hmm. or whatever, and then being like, "I'm so sorry. I don't mean to jump this on you." And I'm like, "Hey, it's okay." Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, just did that to you in a it, text. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's really okay. Like, it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. try to apologize for your feelings a little bit less mm-hmm. in the coming weeks. Because I did that too. Like, the, like one of the first things I said to her when she asked me how I was doing, I was like, I'm not doing okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty, this is really hard. It's scary tough. Uh, but, you know, so many other people have it mm-hmm. worse. And she's like, don't, don't discount. Yeah. Your feelings are mm-hmm. valid. Totally. Um, so everyone, your feelings are valid. Yeah. Yep. I did just get laid off on my side freelance gig that was bringing in like thousands of dollars a month for me. Mm-hmm. Is that what the conference call was about? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the last project that they're having me work on. And now they're like, all right, all the freelance people, sorry, we can't afford you. No one's trying to sell shit right now. I write ad copy and commercials. I'm sorry. I sell out. Sorry. but they're funny it's a whole team of comedians writing them but yeah but so that's also like a shitty thing where it's like you know regardless of whether or not i'm lucky enough to not live completely paycheck to paycheck like so many people in this country do but it's not that far off so when you lose a couple thousand dollars you know this is an expensive ass country to live in especially when you went to college like an idiot and that's why our <laughs> that's why our patrons are so important to us mm-hmm. too, because that's likely going to happen to us. But I also want to let you know if you can't afford, mm-hmm. you know, to to be a patron, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. subscribe and just listen. We're going to be here no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah. and totally. we're going to make all of our shows that are available to the public as good as they ever were. Yes, totally. Yes, mm-hmm. or as frighteningly terrifying as they ever were yeah that's true we content gotta, aside but yeah. with a good news block at the end we, yes we do have that even if we don't laugh as much as we usually do we do have good news yes we do there is good news out there there are all uh, there are always helpers and um most of them are our listeners so thank you for that uh all right we do have a lot of news to get to let's hit the hot notes hot notes all right so uh, as we said yesterday on earth two there is an election going on so we have some Super Tuesday results from Super Tuesday round three. Uh, Biden won all three states that voted. He won Florida 61.9 to 22.8. And I'm giving you the, the Biden and Sanders numbers mm-hmm. only. Oh, this isn't Biden and Tulsi? Uh, nope, not giving you the Tulsi oh, wow. numbers. Okay, yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, she did so well. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was in the double digits. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, he swept every county in Florida. That's pretty unprecedented. Mm-hmm. He also did that in Mississippi, Missouri, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan is a, a pretty big bellwether for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, he won 59.1 59. to 36. And in Arizona, he won 43.6 to 31.7. 
Um, there's still some counting going on. In Arizona, they only have 67% reporting. And Illinois has 99% reporting. Florida's in 100%. The total delegate count is now Biden with 1,180 and Sanders with 884. It's almost a 300 delegate difference. There are still 61 delegates to be awarded um, in states that have already voted. Mm -hmm. Ohio, as we said, has been postponed. Uh, the popular vote total um, is Biden with about 2.2 million. And this is just from Super Tuesday 3. And Sanders with 1.1 million. Uh, the delegate lead is now certainly insurmountable for Sanders. And according to NBC, Sanders is talking to supporters and assessing his campaign in the coming weeks, as there are three weeks until the next contest. And he has been very adamant that he wants to focus on combating the coronavirus outbreak mm -hmm. and ensuring working people aren't left behind by the corporate bailouts. Uh, when Manu Raju asked him today on, on Capitol Hill and uh, what's going on with your campaign, uh, he said, I'm in the middle of a fucking global crisis right now. Yeah. Uh, he dropped the F-bomb. And I'm a senator. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he is. He's current senator. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden delivered remarks uh, Tuesday night that were very measured, reached out specifically to Bernie supporters and young people, not just Bernie supporters, but, you know, young people as well. But he did mention Bernie supporters by name, saying he hears them and will work for them. So it seems he's continuing his unity message. And it seems to me like he's pivoting more toward the general now. Mm -hmm. Senator Warren um, wasted no time in laying out eight conditions that companies should accept in exchange for government bailout money. And here they are. And they're amazing. And she she did a really excellent job, you know, being the queen bee over the tarp mm -hmm. when that bailout went out. Uh, and now she's in a unique position to know exactly what needs to be done to prevent corporations from taking advantage of a bailout. And so she put a plan together because she has plans. Number one, companies must maintain payrolls and use federal funds to keep people working. Number two, businesses must provide a $15 an hour minimum wage quickly, but no later than a year from the end. Uh, number three, companies would be permanently banned from engaging in stock buybacks. That's mm -hmm. the number one thing they did with the tax cut. Yep. Um, they bought stocks back and they've, by the way, lost all their gains <laughs> as of today. Haha, uh, -ha, schadenfreude. Number four, companies would be barred from paying out dividends or executive bonuses while they receive federal funds for three years. That sounds like a great idea. Yes. Uh, number five, businesses would have to provide at least one seat to workers on their board of directors, though it could be more depending on the size of the rescue package. So the people, the workers, get a seat on the board of directors. Uh, number six, corporate boards must get shareholder approval for all political spending. And uh, number seven, collective bargaining agreements must remain in place. And number eight, CEOs must certify they're complying with the rules uh, and face criminal penalties criminal penalties for violating them. So wonderful eight ideas. Love that. Yeah. Um, thank you, uh, Elizabeth Warren. We'll see how many make it into the bailout package. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi said, hey, let's all four of us sit down and, and have a chat uh, about uh, this. And, and McConnell is holding his ground. He said, nope, the Republicans are going to figure out what we want and then we'll bring you to the table. Um, so, of course, this is going to be battle royale mm -hmm. uh, between a, a fight between giving free money without conditions mm -hmm. to corporations mm -hmm. and putting conditions on that money and helping workers mm -hmm. and working families and small businesses. Yeah. This also just occurred to me because I'm pretty slow when it comes to econ stuff. But a payroll tax, I didn't really realize or think about how disproportionately it helps rich people. <laughs> so it's like not a great idea actually no and it takes weeks to yeah. make a difference as yeah. well and yeah. it also defunds medicare and social security yeah and especially if he's going to be doing it over every paycheck as, instead of just like a block that's not going to do jack shit to stimulate the economy no if someone's getting a few extra dollars in their paycheck that month no and then you also have to consider if nobody is open where where do you buy where do you buy things yeah i just yeah. got a coffee i was gonna go to starbucks and then i was like follow your own shit Go to a local spot. I went to a local spot. Everyone's like closed. And then I go and I walk up into a window and I look. It's like only to-go orders. And I'm like, how do, how do I order to-go from a local coffee shop? <laughs> I just kept walking. And then the owner came out and was like, do you want to order something? Awesome. And she like opened up and let me come inside. But Was it Santos? Uh, Subterranean coffee. Subterranean. Yeah. In University or 30th. Yes. Mm -hmm. Support your local businesses. Totally. Yeah. The, the point. What was my point? <laughs> <laughs> That everything's closed and, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. 
there that are, it is going to be the big corporations like yep. the drive-through fast food places yep. that mm-hmm. get to stay open. Exactly. Well, there are a lot of, um, and I don't know what it's like in your city or what kind of lockdown you're on, but in San Diego, as of right now, there are a lot of businesses still doing curbside pickup, a mm-hmm. lot of restaurants and mm-hmm. a lot of cafes and stuff. And so you should, if you know, if if you um, if you want to support local businesses, you should check to see if your favorite restaurant has curbside pickup. Definitely. And buy gift cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I've been doing actually is ordering, as long as we still have curbside pickup, mm-hmm. I've been ordering my food that way and mm-hmm. keeping my the food that I bought yesterday at the store in mm-hmm. the freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, smart. So that I can exhaust the curbside pickup. And then when that when and if that stops, mm-hmm. then I go to the, totally. yep. to to the freezer. To the yeah. She mm-hmm. was also. And I didn't hoard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I am realizing Ryan and I's because you know we're still living together. So we are. are uh, again, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I care. <laughs> but we went shopping and we got like some more food than we normally would because normally we just buy, buy for a couple days, for a couple days, and then like waste all of our money eating out. <laughs> so it's like our version of hoarding is actually just having an appropriate amount of food. In the house. It's like same, yeah, right? Because I've been doing that for so long. Just go out and buy what you need for the yes. day or two. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, now I bought. I think I bought like three weeks worth of food. Right. Uh, and I made sure to like split it up so I didn't like take all the pasta or totally. all the you know all the whatever. Yeah. Um, I, um, but I, it, it, they, the, the grocery stores are they're stocked in the morning. A lot of grocery mm-hmm. stores now are, are reserving the first hour uh, for the that. elderly and the disabled. Um, so make sure to call. Um, just you know, give them a ring and see yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, I also I was um, just picking the brain of this store owner at Subterranean Coffee on Thirtieth <laughs> University, and um, she was saying how the city she yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's badass um i was like what are your bosses saying and she was like oh i actually own the place i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> that also makes sense though because you don't have the money to just pay people which is a bummer too but that's small business reality right now but she was saying they're only doing to go grubhub is how they're doing it and grubhub she said is like waiving the extra fees that they had originally mm-hmm. to make it more affordable for everybody to be able to do that right now yeah and doordash is waiving their delivery fees mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff too so mm-hmm. just check that out and mm-hmm. you know go for that to help your local businesses before you you know hit the hit your uh, doomsday prepper pantry totally <laughs> um so moving into the coronavirus, the the uh, the U.S. and Canada have mutually closed the border, except for essential travel. People who work on the other side of the, mm-hmm. uh, that they live on that they live from, and uh, I don't know, can U.S. citizens and Canadian citizens go home and back? I I'm not sure the rules. Trump was not very. I don't know. He wasn't clear. Uh, <laughs> I know that there is some worry. Um, I was I was watching CNN earlier, and I think there's some worry from from border states about. I, I, I wish workers. that you would have been like, why are you asking me? Because I'm Canadian? <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm curious <laughs> about this. I mean, I mean, fair enough. You looked at me like I would know the answer. I mean, token, I should know the answer. <laughs> I know. Token Canadian. I am. It's really okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like Michigan, for example, has like thousands and thousands of Canadian nurses uh, who live in Canada, but cross the border every day to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's areas of Southeast Michigan which are reliant on Canadian healthcare workers coming mm-hmm. coming over. But they're supposed to be exempt. They're supposed to be able to cross. They also might be called to serve their own country. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So um, yeah, I, I I don't I have no idea if I wanted to fly home today if I could. I don't think I could. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. That's really scary thinking about your parents being there. Yeah, yeah being my, cut off from your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am cut off from my family. Right. I mean the. I mean, my government did ask me a couple of days ago to come back and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And now I think the borders are closed and I have family members who work in frontline healthcare and I don't think I would be able to fly home to see them. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Anyway, they would be quarantined from being uh, oh, for sure. in, yeah. in contact with it's, anyone who isn't mm-hmm. a frontline healthcare worker. So mm-hmm. even if you were there, you wouldn't be, I don't think you'd be able to. Oh yeah. No, for sure. See them. So maybe that's a little comforting, but yeah. yeah. Have us. Yeah, Ooh, yes. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. I'm 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 you know everyone's doing what they have to do, and I know I'm not the only person with a sob mm-hmm. story. There's so many horrible things happening, but yeah, that's just how it's touched touched me personally so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did put out on Twitter today. I have 12 years of hospital administration service, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm a doctor of public health administration. Mm-hmm. If anyone needs me for anything, Literally. even if you need me to do sit at home data entry for unemployment applications i am very familiar with government shit mm-hmm. um yeah. there should be let me know 
It'd be uh, nice if they could give draw, yeah, like have some sort of network of volunteers with experience. Well, somebody reached out from MIT and said, we are a bunch of scientists and, and hospital administrators working to stop uh, the spread of COVID-19, and mm-hmm. uh, they need people to help reach out to other healthcare workers, and so I signed up with them. Cool. Nice. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, automakers are to close all their U.S. plants. Um, and uh, you have that story, right, Jordan? Yeah. You've got the next couple stories. Yeah. So for this first story, GM, Ford, and Fiat Chrysler, which I didn't know was the name now. <laughs> Fiat Chrysler? Yeah, they bought Fiat. Yeah. Fiat's so Or small. Fiat bought Chrysler. <laughs> they yeah. both suck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you drive a Fiat or a Chrysler. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to Fiat Chrysler shame you. <laughs> Um, I learned to drive on a, a Dodge Caravan. Oh, nice. So you're loyal? Or is Dodge Chrysler? Yeah, it's Chrysler. Ah, I wouldn't know. I don't drive. Just kidding, I do. <laughs> um, anyways, GM, Ford, and Fiat Chrysler are all closing their plants right now due to COVID-19. Obviously, this comes after immense amounts of pressure from union leaders and employees mostly. So, yay, unions. Yes. Um, but wait, you drive. I do. That, yeah, it's just a joke. It's just, you drive a You drive a, I drive a Jeep. Jeep. I do. It's a Laredo. I, no, I'm kidding. I it's drive not. a two-wheel drive Jeep. It's the most butch car. It's Thank pretty, you. It's pretty yeah. butch. I love it. It also has snow leopard <laughs> seat covers. And wolf Only on the t-shirts. top part, not on the bottom part. The, the bottom part has no covers. <laughs> the top put wolf one. down on the butts. Yeah, I'm trying to protect my car against all those sweaty backs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired. We're tired. Oh yeah, mm, dude. Yeah. I'm slipping. Yeah, yeah. Mm. My my sanity is like <laughs> truly hanging by a thread right now. Yeah, it's for sure hard. I like I I had um two uh whiskey and ginger ales and mm. binge watched Rick and Morty last night. Oh, and cried. isn't it the best? Yeah, not that last part. Crying. Yeah, I've been <laughs> crying. It's weird. Like I was watching League of Their Own and I'm like, it used to be my playground. Yeah. <laughs> And I hate that song, but um, yeah. and then you know there's no there's no crying in baseball, and I was like, yeah, I better stop. <laughs> but it's it's a very emotional time. So. Oh yeah, I'm crying at weird shit too. And oh, then like yeah. is my period coming? I'm like, no, the world is just ending. It's fine. Yes, I am <laughs> on my period, so maybe you are about to get it. I don't know. People say that science doesn't actually. Check I got it out, one but... random menopause period, so I'm nice. super excited about that. I'm All hoping right. my next one comes after we have a new president. That'd, <laughs> that'd be great. Turning a new leaf. <laughs> Every time I buy a box of tampons, I'm like, maybe this is the last box of tampons under Trump. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Uh, that's a potential uh, contender for today's title. Last yes. box of tampons under Trump. <laughs> that's true. All the ta- all the tampons were gone too. When I went to go buy them, I'm like, oh well, this is fucked up. Who's hoarding tampons? Oh. That's something that is mandated to only come once a month, and you're hoarding these. We should speaking be using those diva cups is what we should be we doing. We should be. Yeah. But also speaking of which, con- con- considering we're talking about sustainable butt webbing on the show, <laughs> the governor of California or was a great episode. someone <laughs> recently was like, stop flushing wipes and non-toilet paper things on the toilet, please. Because people, oh, are, people yeah. can't buy toilet paper. Oh, so they're yeah. having to use like kitchen, oh, God. Yeah, kitchen wrapping paper, or <laughs> <laughs> coffee filters. Three seashells. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if it's not toilet paper, don't fucking flush it. Oh, do you understand, God. kids? Don't do that. Ugh. Do not. We, that's the last thing we need. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead, Jordan. I've been having so many humanizing moments with like random employees at stores and stuff being like, just poop and then jump in the shower. Yes. <laughs> like, there's so many randoms. We get to that point immediately. The bidet has an affordable attachment. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, so. Uh, okay, anyways. Um, Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I was long. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, anyway, so the, all the all three of them, those, it's be a long show. So. Yes, yeah, I'll be quick. Uh, they are saying they're as of now just closing until the 30th. Obviously, everyone's playing everything by ear, so who knows how long that's actually going to last. But the idea is they'll be able to get with union leaders and come up with protocols that the union leaders will be comfortable enough with to have the employees go back to work. So, that's that story. Uh, next story. Treasury Secretary Steve 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 warned Republican lawmakers on Tuesday that without appropriate steps to address the pandemic, the unemployment rate could go up to 20 percent. He gave them a little presentation there. Their brains could understand. And he's in the 20, 10 plus 10. (laughs) You know, 10 less than 30. Think of two of them. Um He's in the process of trying. Using the treasury, pulls out a $20 bill. <laughs> 20 Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Andrew, mm-hmm. Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> yes. Uh, but th- th- he's in the process of trying to convince them to move 
uh, to get a move on on the economic economic stimulus measures that total one trillion dollars, which obviously that's that's really hard to get Republicans <laughs> to move on that. And it's not enough either. Right. Exactly. A 20 percent unemployment rate would double the unemployment rate during the Great Recession, and it would be the highest in the U.S. since the Great Depression. And a 20 percent unemployment rate would leave more than 32 million Americans out of a job. So that sucks. That's obviously if there's no intervention. Uh, okay, next story. Trump had a super shitty moment in the press conference today. Well, before you get to that, let me oh, let me oh, go sorry. over let me go over Wall Street totally yes. real quick yes, because because you just were touching on Steve Mnuchin mm-hmm. and, and the the potential of a depression. The Senate is voting today. They voted today on the House coronavirus bill that would provide some economic relief to the American people. But stocks plunged. They hit another circuit breaker. That's the fourth circuit breaker in two weeks. And is down about 1,400 points today at the, end, at the end of trading, just 100 points away from the Dow when Trump took office. So all the gains from the Trump presidency are gone. The stock exchange is closing trading on the floor starting Monday, and all trading will be electronic. They have somebody tested positive uh, who was trading on the stock market floor. Mm. Uh, this is significant because that's the only thing Trump had going for him was the economy, mm-hmm. even if it was falsely inflated by Fed rate cuts in that tax bill, which was supposed to trickle down like we were talking about. But as we know, most businesses use that money just to buy back stock to pump up its value. Uh, this is a clear message from investors today that the stimulus is not enough, as I predicted just a day ago. Amanda, I was telling you, a trillion isn't going to do it. Um, Wall Street has no visibility on how long the impact of coronavirus could last. And Trump says he's looking to send checks to Americans in the next two weeks, but he wouldn't say how much. $1,000 will not be enough. And we don't have time to means test people, meaning, you know, you make this much money, you get this much money. Um, and we, you know, so how do we know not to send checks for a thousand dollars to millionaires? That takes time, mm-hmm. uh, especially since the IRS is completely understaffed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were the they they would be the ones that would verify people's um, income. Mm-hmm. And once people run out of money, you'll see that healthcare safety nets being even more o- overburdened than they already are. Uh, and many un- unemployment application sites have crashed or are offline because of demand. Today mm-hmm. in Ohio, three days ago, they had 3,000 applications for unemployment insurance. Um, the day before, they had 11,800 or mm-hmm. something like that. And today, they had over 30,000. So crazy. Um, the Senate bill that I was talking about passed 90 to 8. Here is the names of the dickheads who didn't vote for it. Oh, great. Marsha Blackburn, James Inhofe, Ron Johnson, James Lankford, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Ben Sass, and Tim Scott. Fucking Ben Sass. <clears throat> he's up. He's up for re-election in 2020. Yeah. I'll fire that guy. Well, they just like him because he sounds good. So he winds up being really effective, actually. Yeah, and he seems to be bipartisan. Right. But he's not. But he's no. Yeah, it's just a butthole. Um, and they said just they don't want to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Uh, the Senate bill passed, and it, what it does is it ensures that testing is free, it expands unemployment insurance, it bolsters food stamps, it increases Medicaid spending to states, it allows for some paid leave for displaced workers, mm-hmm. uh, and this is phase two. Phase three is going to be the trillion-dollar stimulus plan, which is the bailout to businesses, small business relief, and money directly to Americans. That's yet to come. All right, so Jordan, what, what else do you have for us? Uh, yeah, so he's, Trump had a conference today, and he said some really shitty and really racist things. Um, he re- in insists on referring to COVID-19 as the Chinese virus. He stands by that. He was called out for it and asked uh, why he does that. And he said it's not racist at all. No, not at all, because it comes from China. That's why I want to be accurate. Then he cited the Spanish flu and he said there's all these other examples of referring to something as, you know, its place of origin. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you have, unfortunately, too much of a history of being racist and trying to stir up hysteria and hate towards your enemies, China yeah. being one of them. Hmm. So, sorry. Hmm. Uh, and then, th- I don't know if you... Did you all mention the story about the reporter who said... Oh, Kung Flu? Yes. Yeah, um, but bring it up again because it was asked in this press conference yeah, today. Well, what I had just read the headline that said just a woman had just said that someone went up to her and said Kung Flu to her, referred to it as Kung Flu to her face. So a White House person she was asking questions mm, of. Okay, yeah. yeah. So And so uh, I think it was Yumichi who asked in the press conference, okay. what do you think about a White House person referring Aww. to it as Kung Flu? Got it. And uh, he, no, yeah, I don't no think issues about it. with it. Yeah. In so, fact, he said, in fact, I think Chinese Americans agree with me. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Also, like, how did... Uh, Okay, boomer. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's just incredibly like, mm-hmm. it's just such a dumb hill to die on, but whatever. So At least it's consistent. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Consistently awful. Yeah. And um, he is. And here's some California COVID-19 news. Gavin Newsom said that schools are likely to remain closed through the remainder of the school year. More than 98% of California students, that's 6.1 million students, have had their classes canceled so far. Mm -hmm. And he said even though, you know, people only announced closures for a few weeks, he said it's really unlikely that most would open again before their summer breaks that are coming up in May or June. He said don't anticipate schools are going to open up in a week. It's unlikely that many of these schools, schools, (laughs) (laughs) it's unlikely that many of these schools, few if any, will open before the summer break. And, I mean, that's just crazy for a lot of reasons. One yeah. of the reasons that was brought to my attention, though, on Twitter, is that it's a huge bummer for all of the high school seniors and people who are just looking forward to having, like, an, some amount of closure. A prom or graduation. Mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. Yep. And I know some people may hear that and say, like, oh, that's a very first world problem sort of thing. And That's um, a big maybe, damn deal when you're a senior. Yeah. It just really what else do you have in sucks. your life right then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Or maybe it's delaying their opportunity to go to college this year. Yeah. You know, like, it's probably going to completely fuck up, like... Uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea what's going to happen in terms of yeah. like how people are going to move forward with schooling. Yes, especially especially for someone like a high school senior. You're literally turning into an adult legally. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are going on to whatever next chapter they're doing, whether it's college or entering into mm-hmm. the workforce. Whatever they're doing is like the biggest transition of their lives. So this is just a really shitty, unstable way to end it. Yeah. And so um, and on top of that, the the Pentagon is doing something mm-hmm. that's never done before. It's putting mobile hospitals on alert. These are the mobile field hospitals and the personnel needed to staff them, uh, a total of a thousand beds. Um, and they can be set up quickly. They can be moved around. They're mobile. Uh, they probably won't be set up for ICU. These aren't for patients uh, of, you know, or, or, you know, of coronavirus. These are for overflow from people in the hospital that don't need ICU beds so that you can put more ICU beds in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, This is significant. It usually is a last resort, but they're also talking about activating active duty medical teams and the reserves, a wholesale shift from what we just what we saw a couple a couple days ago when the Pentagon was saying the states have to deal with it first. So that that is the direction now of the White House. And um, uh, I know that he mobilized the two, the mercy and the comfort. And you're going to talk about that in after the break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll be right back. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Upstart. Most of us have found out the hard way getting into debt is easy and getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. And thankfully now there's Upstart.com, which is a revolutionary lending platform that treats you more than just your credit score. And they offer smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond their traditional credit score when assessing your worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education, job history, and just being awesome in the form of a smarter rate. Uh, I know I could have used Upstart when I was in debt. Uh, and, you know, Upstart is they believe that you're more than just your credit score. You're more than just a number. They believe in you. So they make it super easy to check your rate. It's a soft pull, so it doesn't affect your credit score. The hard pull doesn't happen until you accept your rate. And the best part is that once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. So over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards to meet their goals. So free yourself from the burden of uh, high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash daily beans to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash daily beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's get back to that. Uh, some other things that went into that press conference uh, that uh, Trump and Pence and Dr. Burks had today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yet yeah, a lot of shitty headlines, like we said, coming out of that. One of them is he alluded to the fact that there might be a self-test coming which seems really dumb as a suggestion to say to put that out there when we already have so much uncertainty surrounding testing. But he said, today I can announce further steps expand. Today I can announce further steps expanding testing capacity. We are working with several groups to determine if the self-swab, the much easier process than the current process that is not very nice to do, I could tell you because I did it. Lie. <laughs> yeah. Total lie right there. I saw a graphic that had a swab going into the nose. Is that what they do? They do yeah, that Yeah, it's and all the, the way up to your nose, back into your throat. Oh. And then the other one. It's very uncomfortable. Yikes. That does sound very awful. But either way, I think the fact that he's throwing shit out like self-test right now is just 
more of muddying the messaging, I think. That's... Without details. We couldn't find any detailing on it. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen it anywhere other than him just throwing that into that part of the speech. So that's mm-hmm. that's the other annoying thing. He also said that he's a wartime president. Mm-hmm. That was a big quote that came out of this conference. <laughs> yep. Which you know he's going to use to try to run on to mm-hmm. say that he all of this stuff was taken. Number one, his presidency was taken from him. And number two, despite <clears throat> that, he managed to pull his attitude up by his bootstraps and save America. And And Matthew Miller was like, yeah, a wartime president. If by that you mean we were attacked two months ago and you didn't do anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) until just Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Refused to put resources where all experts were saying you needed them. Refused to take it seriously. Don Lemon's takedown of him was so powerful. Everything that he said times 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's just Trump's way, right? That's Mm -hmm. the Stephen Miller, Steve Bannon way. Find an enemy, name an enemy, make a war out of it. Mm hmm. Uh, and so now, and then make it foreign. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, this is straight out of their playbook. Yep, definitely. It's like the caravans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Although um, those didn't exist. This right. actually existed. Right, yeah. Uh, we also learned, like you said, right before we went to break, that there's two Navy ships, naval ships that are being deployed. One's called Comfort, one is called Mercy. And Mark Esper made it super clear to the press today that they are, first off, going to be delayed in responding probably in like a couple weeks they're actually going to be deployed and then also he made it clear similarly to what you were saying about the other resources they're not going to be used to actually treat coronavirus patients they're going to be used to alleviate the burden on the system of people that don't have coronavirus and can be treated in whatever resources they have they said it's actually going to be used a lot as like a like a triage like Mm -hmm. trauma center place because that's the, typically what they're set up for mm-hmm. yep and the mercy is san diego and and in the pacific fleet and mm-hmm. the comfort is the atlantic fleet and that's going yep. to new york i've got a lot of friends who work on both of those boats oh mm-hmm. cool that's just a fun random fact um comfort is going to be docked yeah in new york city the new york city bay mm-hmm. harbor sorry harbor. <laughs> New York City Harbor, you know me and water. I don't do. I don't. Ever since the Island Gate, I don't. Uh, you and Island Gate, <laughs> yeah, you and Sea Death. Yeah. Uh, but Esper's direct quote was: "Again, they're geared toward trauma, and what we can do is to create a space in local hospitals by sorry to create space in local hospitals by peeling off their trauma patients, putting and putting them through our field hospitals." Um, so they, it's confirmed by the Pentagon that they're going to provide up to two thousand hospital beds. Awesome. And then in other news with the government um, systems of public health, Mm -hmm. Secretary Wilkie, Secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, came up and said the fourth mission of the Department of Veterans Affairs is to ensure that, you know, we help in times of crisis with non-veteran patients. We had done a story on that, mm-hmm. you uh, you and I, Amanda, a couple yeah, days ago that they had on Friday. The VA removed that fourth mission quietly mm-hmm. uh, and uh, under probably a lot of scrutiny. He came out today and said, that's our fourth mission and we will help with that. Mm-hmm. So that is what is going on in that press conference. Um, Wilkie seemed very not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, And here's um, another bit of news. The 100-page simulation report from the Imperial College that is widely believed to be responsible for Trump and Fox News' 180 on the seriousness of the coronavirus outbreak has now been published. That report has been published, and it's pretty terrifying. And so I'm going to give everybody a content warning here for stress and anxiety. Maybe come back and listen if you're in a, you know, not in a Mm -hmm. good place right now. So uh, because this is pretty stark. Uh, Assistant Professor of History Jeremy C. Young broke it down on Twitter for us. Uh, Look up his account. He also provided a link to the simulations and said, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. And here were the findings. The Imperial College team plugged infection and death rates from China, Korea, and Italy into an epidemic modeling program and ran simulations. First simulation, if we do nothing and treat it like the flu, like Trump tweeted out, it's just the flu, uh, and go about our business, like if, like if, Mm -hmm. if it were just the thing, the flu, 80% of Americans would become infected, and 0.9% of them would die. And between 4 and 8% of all Americans over 70 would die. That's 2.2 million Americans would die from just the virus. Then 50% of those on ventilators would die, but the need for ventilators would be 30 times the number available, and nearly 100% of those patients would die. So the actual death toll would be closer to 4 million Americans in the span of three months. 8 to 15% of Americans over 70 would die. He points out that 4 million is more Americans than have died all at once from anything ever. It is the population of Los Angeles. 
It is four times the number of Americans that died in the Civil War. It is two-thirds of the Holocaust. He says, uh, when you extrapolate that to the rest of the world, it gives us 90 million deaths in three to six months. That's 15 Holocausts, 1.5 times the number of all who died in World War II. So then they ran the numbers again, assuming there were some mitigation strategies Mm -hmm. put into place. All symptomatic cases in the U.S. would be put into isolation. Families of those would be quarantined, and all folks over 70 would practice social distancing. It's kind of what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. The death rate is cut in half in this case. So the virus itself kills 1.1 million Americans. The need for ventilators drops by two-thirds, but still exceeds the number of ventilators available by eight times, leaving the total death toll at 2 million. That's the population of Houston. Two civil wars, one-third of the Holocaust. Globally, 45 million would die. Finally, they ran the numbers assuming a suppression strategy, where you isolate the sick, quarantine their families, social distancing for the entire population, not just people over 70. No public gatherings. Most schools and workplaces shut down. Schools and universities closed. Uh, We're on our way to that. Mm -hmm. Some cities are doing that. Yeah, that's how it feels here. Uh, Yes, and this strategy works. And here are the findings. The death rate would peak after three weeks um, from now at a few thousand. Uh, We hit but do not exceed the number of ventilators. And the death tolls from the rest of the study disappear. But there's a catch. If we relax the suppression before a vaccine is administrated or administered to the entire population, it comes right back and kills millions of Americans the same as before. After the first suppression period ends in July, we could lift restrictions for a month, followed then again by two months of suppression in a repeating pattern, staggering cities, staggering breaks mm-hmm. by city. Assuming the vaccine trials go well, which just started, we could see a global population inoculated after 18 months, but we would have to keep the suppression cycle going the entire time mm-hmm. in order to mitigate it mm-hmm. and not see millions of people die. So last week when I said drive through testing is great, it's not the answer. This is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Do not, I, this is one of the best quotes I've read, do not change your behavior to avoid being infected. Assume you're infected and change your behavior to avoid infecting others. Mm-hmm. So that is very bleak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Ryan had brought that up to me earlier and I and it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. That's insane. I called my friend in Arizona. I'm like, grab your cat, sublet your place. Hunker down here with me for the mm-hmm. next 18 months. We need each other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he's like, I got to go to work tomorrow. He's still working in his office. Oh, pfft. they won't let him telework? Mm-mm. Wow. I have so many friends that are saying that. Their bosses just won't let them do it. Mm-hmm. So that is some very stark news. And I'm sorry about that. We do have more news. We do have a great good news block at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, the, you know, I just wanted everyone to sort of be aware of the reality that we might be facing for the next 18 months. Um, so we'll be right back with the news that flew under the radar. So stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG. And this segment of Daily Beans is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard, multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review processes. But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to do it. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans, D-A-I-L-Y-B-E-A-N-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, from the Washington Post today, the chief of the Office of Personnel Management, Dale Uh, Cabanis resigned abruptly yesterday out of frustration following months of tension with the White House Budget Office. Her departure leaves no leadership over all 2.1 million civil servants during the coronavirus pandemic. Cabanis, uh, who was also experiencing tension with the Budget Office's newly installed chief, uh, had said she was being micromanaged and that her authority wasn't uh, being respected. That's according to three people familiar with her departure. Her deputy, Michael Riggis, will take over the agency on an acting basis. So she was essentially the HR manager for the entire government, and she was unable to communicate timely, clear messages to agency managers about how they should respond to coronavirus. And that was another part of the frustration that led to her abrupt resignation. Guidance to managers on what they should send, like when they should send staff home to telework was often vague, and it didn't come until weeks after U.S. health officials urged Americans to work from home. And even now, managers say privately they have not received clear instructions from Trump on how to manage their workforce during the crisis. 
Uh, Cabanas was a career official uh, with decades of experience uh, with federal personnel issues and was well-respected by her staff and Republicans and Democrats on, on Capitol Hill, where she spent two decades serving as a top Senate overseeing civil service issues. Trump fired her his first personnel director, uh, Jeff Tian Han Pan, in October 2018 because he resisted Trump's plan to totally dismantle the agency and farm out its functions to other departments, including the White House. Uh, after he left, a senior official from the Office of Management and Budget, Margaret Weichert, took over and pushed Trump's plan for 18 months trying to dismantle the agency. But that idea had no traction, especially in Congress. And in December, Trump abandoned the effort. Uh, and in recent weeks, the White House installed a new liaison at the Office of Management and Personnel, a lawyer with no experience in federal civil service issues. And he apparently tried to exert authority over Cabanas, and she was having none of it. And then remember McEntee? Uh, and mm-hmm. put in charge of the office of personnel, uh, presidential personnel mm-hmm. or presidential personnel office. Uh, he also apparently tried to micromanage her. And that was the last straw. So she quit. All right. So we have nobody in HR at Great. the top of the government. Were they doing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what were they really doing in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was very frustrated. She was the one who was supposed to coordinate everybody teleworking and getting everybody out of the yeah. office. And, and, mm-hmm. and McEntee and everybody were obviously trying to, yeah, just, you know, curb that by saying if we if we admit that it's a problem, then we're admitting it's a problem. Yeah, and totally. No, just, I imagine that was incredibly she frustrating. She was like, "Fuck you, I'm out. Fuck you, yeah. fuck you, fuck I'm you. Just trying You're to cool. help. Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, it's like <laughs> trying to freaking." pull a sinking ship up on her own yep and uh, remember i think it might have been yesterday or earlier this week uh, everybody was freaking out because the prosecutors in department of justice abandoned their case asked the judge to dismiss the case against evgeny Prigozhin and concord management mm-hmm. and i said i don't think this is a big mm-hmm. deal because concord management i think they only came in and got american lawyers to use the court's uh, you know, to to try to extract methods and investigative procedures from the FBI and Robert Mueller and send them back to the Kremlin. Yeah. And they had to classify all that stuff. And there was a big back and forth and they and uh, coronavirus Concord <laughs> management wasn't handing over their documents. And uh, it was a big craziness. And yeah. I talked to some fr- like Glenn Kirshner. I talked to a couple of friends and, and Natasha Bertrand who were like, I think they were just over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just over, over trying to be taken. trolled in the courtroom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then Nadler and Schiff put out statements saying this is concerning and I they want to look into it why Barr mm-hmm. uh, ended that and when Schiff who probably knows more than me mm-hmm. about what's going on as well as Gerald Nadler head of the House Intel and Judiciary Committees uh, respectively have take issue mm-hmm. I think they know something that I don't know yeah so they have written letters saying we want to look into this so they have yeah I also feel just like on principle considering it's one of the only actual accused you know, people showing Russian. up to court. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, just on that, on, on that per, like premise alone, it's like we should have a very, very cut and dry answer for exactly why this was shut down. Yeah. And so the maybe only they're p- just trying to eliminate. And the only problem is, is if Barr comes out and gives a cut and dried answer, nobody's going to believe him. So <laughs> yeah. we're all just sort of in the dark on this, too. Yeah. Uh, and the Department of Homeland Security's inspector general has been dormant pretty much, since Trump weakened the office and is failing to provide oversight of the government's third largest agency, according to whistleblowers and lawmakers from both sides of the aisle. The DHS IG is on pace to publish fewer than 40 audits this fiscal year, covering waste, fraud, and mismanagement. That's down from 143 in 2016. In weeks leading up to the coronavirus outbreak, the IG, Inspector General Joseph Kafari, declined to appear on Capitol Hill for routine hearings. Uh, and the second in command, Jennifer Costello, was placed on administrative leave last month for ethical violations. The inspector general, the, the the deputy inspector general, is on leave for ethical violations. Who inspected her? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> the ing. I did it to myself. I'm bad. I have yeah, to go. It's not a reflex. I, I need thing. to be on paid leave. Look at me. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad. <laughs> bad girl. Ooh, ooh. Uh, the ing. The ing headquarters were often empty. The lights were often off on weekdays, and this is in months. This is the last few months oh leading God. up to coronavirus outbreak. Uh, and this is according to a frustrated senior staffer who would show up to work and the lights would be off. Nobody's home. Mm-hmm. Hey. And uh, so they're uh, telling the press. So that's uh, sort of the uh, oh my god, 
the news that's flying under the radar right How now. How big a book is going to be just outlining all of the failures of this administration? Books. So, that yes. will be the presidential library, the Trump presidential oh library. Oh, my God. The books of laws that he's broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's going to mm-hmm. be entire semester-long classes just called the fuck-ups of the Trump presidency. <laughs> In the dystopian future, we'll be selling these encyclopedias door-to-door of just the Trump fuck-ups. Yes. Oh, my God. How humanity was lost and it'll be taught by a robot. Yes, that and vacuum cleaners. The little vacuum company of Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have some, I think it's good news after this. So yeah, hang sure in do. there. All hang right. in there and stick around. I love you. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Helix Sleep. This this ad makes sense to me in these times because I've had some sleep issues recently uh, from difficulty falling asleep, long nights of tossing and turning, staying asleep, and then you get a sore back, and then you're grumpy. Uh, I didn't realize over time it was my mattress uh, that had deteriorated, and it wasn't me, so I was happy to learn that at least. So if you have issues with falling or staying asleep, it could be your conscience, but it's probably your mattress because y'all are awesome. So I urge you not to wait until your back is sore, Uh, and you're falling asleep at work, Um, instead, check out Helix Sleep. Uh, Helix Sleep has a quiz. It takes just a couple minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Very, very just, it's so customized. So whether you're a side sleeper or a hot sleeper, if you like soft or firm beds, with Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. You guys both have Helix mattresses, and you love them. I love mine. Yeah, truly the best mattress I have ever had. Mm -hmm. Can't say it enough times. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Helix Sleep was awarded number one best overall mattress in 2019 by GQ and Wired magazine. So go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, too, and you try it out for 100 nights free, risk-free, because they'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it. Uh, they're offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $125 off. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. All right, everybody, welcome back. So remember last week when we sadly had to report that the Trump administration was going ahead with its April 1st timeline to kick everyone off SNAP Mm -hmm. by requiring 20 hours per week of work to qualify, even in the face of the coronavirus epidemic? Well, a federal judge has issued an injunction blocking the rule change in a ruling issued late Friday evening in the D.C. District Court. The judge called the rule change capricious, arbitrary and likely illegal. The judge also cited concerns raised by the spread of coronavirus and its effect on the most vulnerable Americans, saying, yeah. quote, especially now, as the global pandemic poses widespread health risks, guaranteeing that government officials at both the federal and state level have the flexibility to address the nutritional needs of its residents and ensure their well-being through programs like SNAP is essential. The rule change is now blocked, pending the outcome of a lawsuit filed by 19 states, the District of Columbia and the city of New York. Who is that magical judge, you ask? None other than the incomparable Judge Beryl Howell. Ooh. I love her. Yeah. She's badass. Uh, And we went over the Super Tuesday round three results, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention the Illinois congressional primary between Dan Lipinski and Marie Newman that happened the same day. Dan Lipinski, the incumbent Democrat from the 3rd District of Illinois, has a D next to his name. Despite having opposed the Affordable Care Act in 2010, he opposes abortion rights. He also declined to endorse Obama in 2012. What the fuck? (laughs) And he opposes same-sex marriage. He's anti-LGBTQ+. Wow. He he narrowly beat Marie Newman in the 2018 midterm elections. But Tuesday night, she beat him by two points. Yes. Apparently, when Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the race, her phone bankers shifted their efforts to help Newman after after Warren left the race. So she... She was also backed by the Justice Democrats, uh, AOC, Mm, and Emily's List, a powerful Democratic group that supports abortion rights. So that was a very nice progressive uh, light, lifting light uh, on that night. So despite the DNC's official stance that the party backs incumbents, not that time. Mm -hmm. Fuck yes. So those are my two good news stories. What did you find today? Got a couple of things. Couple uh, of things. Good news. Got a really nice email from a listener named Sarah. And she said, hey, ladies, thank you so much for keeping up the great reporting and keeping the good news coming. I look forward to the good news block every morning. Oh, good. Hearing other people out there talking and laughing helps all this feel a little less lonely. And I know we all really appreciate it very much. So um, thank you for that, Sarah. She also says, um, my good news is that here in Rhode Island, where I live, we are holding nightly AA meetings on Zoom every night. 
at 8 p.m. Um, I'm not a member of the program, but I'm sure there's information um, on their area website if you are a Rhode Islander looking for a meeting. And we're going to start holding um, Al-Anon meetings in the same way, too. Um, and there's going to be uh, LGBTQ Al-Anon meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and she said, I attended a call in Al-Anon meeting last night and it was extremely positive, restorative and great, gave me a great deal of serenity in this difficult time. That's so great. So I love that. And, um, you know, I bet you there's a lot more initiatives out there like this. Definitely. I've seen a lot of, um, because all my Twitter is comedians and a Mm -hmm. lot of them are in AA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and they... I'm laughing because of the darkness of you the souls laugh. that yes. exist in comedy. We laugh because we in know a it's world true. that also has alcohol and yes. other things. Um, <laughs> it is tough, and <laughs> mm-hmm. love to everybody that's struggling with that stuff. But I've been seeing a lot of um, posts saying the same thing, like yep. in California, mm-hmm. and I. So I think you're right. I think yep. about in every state they probably have some sort of online solution. Well, I've also seen some friends who have um, historically had struggles with alcohol who mm-hmm. said this is a really, really hard time yep, to stay I was sober. Just gonna it say is that. Really, it's got to be so hard. Yeah. yeah. So virtual yeah. hugs to all of you. And, yes. And, and I know that there are a lot of really great online AA and Al-Anon meetings going yeah. on. And, yeah. I yeah. love that. If you want to talk about that stuff with me, mm-hmm. also, I'm my DMs are always open on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have um. We have a couple more things here. This is from uh, someone tweeted this at us. Paul Murphy says, uh, an ex-pro footballer in the UK who owns hotels is doing this great thing. And Gary Neville has announced his hotels will have no redundancies. That um, is soccer to you and I. Yes, soccer for, for my American listeners. Uh, nobody will be asked to take unpaid leave and both hotels will be given over to the National Health Service in the UK immediately. So great. That is great. This is from a That's listener. what Marriott should do if they're laying off all their employees. They should right. hand their hotels over to the not yet existing National Health Service in the United States. Um, At least if you have a National Health Service, like people have a one source to hand over their property to. Anyway, this is from a listener called JJ who said, good news, I'm finally being allowed to work from home. Bad news, my wife was potentially exposed at work, so we are quarantined. Good news, I can listen to the Daily Beans uninterrupted by my coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) No one bothering you now. So that's good. Sorry um, about that exposure. Although I do think that we're going towards the place, like you said, AG, where everyone's going to be isolating mm-hmm. themselves. Yep. I, I would of, seriously recommend that everyone just fucking do that. That's what Ryan and I, yeah, that's what Ryan mm-hmm. and I are doing. We're flatten just like not going anywhere really. Yeah, pretty except much. That one coffee shop I said I went to. Um, <laughs> this is from Lindsay Taylor, who, which I, I did not know it wasn't already uh, legal there, but New Zealand has legalized abortion. It's now a health matter rather than a criminal matter. So <gasps> congratulations to New Zealand. That just gave me goosebumps that it's a health matter and not a criminal uh-huh. matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good news. Um, this is from someone named Zacharias uh, who said, as my school worked to make the curriculum accessible to my st- to students during the quarantine, the front desk worked to coordinate food bags for pickup um, ready for when kids picked up their instructions. So mm. schools are helping out. This is one which was kind of sweet. Um, the city of Venice in Italy, obviously they've stopped, you know, um, uh, people are quarantined and isolating. So people are not using the canals as much mm-hmm. and dolphins have come back to the italian canals for the first time in like a century because it's so clean and not polluted yep you can see it's the water is clear uh-huh. for the first time yeah mm-hmm. the dolphins are happy um it's a nice moment of majesty it's all, majestic majesticity uh-huh. <laughs> i also think that it's really an important lesson mm-hmm. for humans to know that just after a, cu- a week or two mm-hmm. That is the impact Seriously. That, that you can have by stopping being On the earth. a fuckface. Yep. Yeah. And also there's, if you look at um, some of what's happening in China right now, there the levels of pollution over a lot mm-hmm. of Chinese cities is dropping and the air quality is improving because people are staying home. So the, we're kind of yeah. giving the, maybe the earth is demanding that we take a minute. Well, uh, there's an old George Carlin bit that said, what would you do if humans were killing you? Well, mm-hmm. viruses, they seem prone to viruses. Um, mm-hmm. Viruses are always mutating and forming new strain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we'd come up with that and uh, then the earth can heal itself. <laughs> Other people think of us as the virus. Yeah. Um, so it's just an interesting... Mother earth is it like... Is. Yeah, okay. and, and also it, uh, you know, if you have to stay, if stay six feet apart from each other, that also... Puts, yeah. a, puts a damper on procreation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, George Carlin, that's a yeah, I love interesting thought. Um, but wow, uh, yeah. that yep. because, know, right? you know, the earth will cleanse itself, we, yeah. we prevent it from doing that. It'll shake us off. I've had so many ideas of like sci fi movies be rolling through my head. Be. <laughs> Be rolling, be rolling. <laughs> what? They be hating. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Anyways, one of which just like all centered around the coronavirus and everything. And <clears throat> this is what I was thinking. What if like this is pointless to it's like a tr- it's like a fu- my brain trying to find a fun way to think about this, like a sci fi world kind of way, which I hope we never get to. Mm. So I'm afraid to even say this right now. I'm going to knock on this wood. But like, what if the vi- what if we get to a point where like the viruses are so bad that we could like. Like, we only can choose, like, one partner ever because you'll inevitably, like, infect each other, basically. So mm. then you get, like, one shot at love and, like, that's it. Like penguins. We give each kind other of. pebbles. Yes. Or yeah. something. And otherwise and we have to, like... once you touch the pebble, you have it. And yes. then, boom, you're together forever. Yes, exactly. And then otherwise everyone is, like, like we've adapted to our society just, like, living, like, distanced from each other more mm. so. Weird. The monogamy virus. Yes. <laughs> is the title of the book, by the way. It's yes. a young adult. I already have it yes. in my head. Directed by oh, a fuckboy. <laughs> Directed by Matt Gates. Oh, boy. Anyways, um, sorry. That was supposed to be fun, and it actually was kind of weird and bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just summed up Jordan in, yeah. in a sentence. Yeah. She was supposed to be fun, but it yes. ended up being bleak. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> now I'm just confused and sad. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> I so fucking funny. love you, dude. Um, I love you, A couple more quick bits of good news. Uh, we have a lot of listeners, I guess, in, in the UK and Ireland because we're getting a lot of news, a lot of good news from there. Um, so, so Kiara Hickey said, in 24 hours, 24,000 people have contacted the Irish uh, Health Service and, uh, to volunteer to help in the fight against coronavirus, retired and non-practicing members of the health service and members of the public That's who, cool. have, who have some kind of medical knowledge. Love that. This is one for you, AG. Mm. This is from Robert Bernard, who said, Hey, AG, you have kept me wonderfully informed about Trump and his administration, and I am able to handle any MAGA because of you. I know you are in heartbreak right now, but know this. We love you and want for you to ha- and, and want you to have provided for America. We love that you are committed to getting it right. Oh, yes. isn't it nice? That's very nice. I'm telling you, y'all give me purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would fucking suck if we couldn't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The amount of like fulfillment and normalcy and routine that this provides mm-hmm. and good vibes it's the only routine we have left yeah mm-hmm. totally so thank you for still listening and we're lucky that our workplace is small enough that like yeah we're just able three to of keep, us yeah exactly yeah. and we can you know swap out hosts if anyone has any right. symptoms um yeah so it's really nice this is the very last one super super light which i love so it's from crystal lee crane who said i'm organizing a virtual dance party with my friends yes. all around the world yes <gasps> so that's fun yes i was just thinking that shit too because you could do like the silent disco concept mm-hmm. you know that they have mm-hmm. at festivals you can kind of like recreate something similar but just with streaming in from different mm-hmm. areas that's so fun totally i'm gonna do can a you post club. a link also because i would love to attend yeah Tweet, tweet us your Unless link. it's not like, if it's like an invite only thing, that's okay. I don't want to be that weird person at the internet party. No one knows. <laughs> Just it was in the top right unless corner. It's, <laughs> unless it's early two thousands hip hop, I really I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah. Somebody was like, there was a big sign on the on the whistle stop. They're like, hey, it's uh, you know it's old school hip hop night, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, old school hip hop. Uh, you know, Run DMC or Jamiroquai? Like, <laughs> like which old school hip hop are you talking about? I feel like they're, they usually play, they spin like really good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. miss the booty basement. I was just going to say, in college, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I was 40, but yes. Booty basement. I like the, bo- the booty basement. Yes, I'm more my friends would go in the line always, you know, like wraps around the whole place three times over. Imagine you're turning 21 right now. Oh yeah, yeah, but I like so I like knew everyone, so I was just like walking yeah. in. Oh yeah, totally. No, that's definitely uh, the way to do whistle stop when it's yeah. like that. Is when it? when you're friends with a DJ. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's always helpful. Lines. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was some good news. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. We Everyone, got, keep got keep going. We're going to keep asking for it. And Please keep tweeting them at us at Daily Beanspot. Email them to me, amanda.mellorshirot.com. I'm going to keep putting out calls for them. Your good news, and then also anything you think that we should talk about any causes organizations anything people should know about to help with coronavirus funny stories we love that too because laughing is good yeah helpful yes. but yeah keep keep them coming also movies i'm watching so many movies oh my god yeah and screenplays if anyone did that pandemic and outbreak are both trending on netflix <laughs> oh of course yeah and the stand <laughs> morbid crazy people dude i do not know how people do that nah no Mm-mm. no yeah league of their own yeah. 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 Seriously. Weirdly bad. Okay. You know what else is like trending on YouTube? Also, um, videos about like plagues through history, no. things like that. 
Or maybe this is trending on well, my Well, that's YouTube. good. No, learn. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. You know, like, learn from the yeah. past. Yeah, I get it. Or just learn what... robotic plague. Don't worry, or everyone. Just learn what yes. Trump's not doing. Yes. Oh, everyone God. processes trauma. Because this is traumatic right now. This is a very traumatic moment mm-hmm. in time. And everyone processes that shit differently. Some people like to run into it and be as informed as they possibly can. Others like to try to forget it exists and eat a lot of potato chips. I... Combine those two things, yeah. Where I'm steeped in it all day, and then I put it in a box on a shelf, and nice. I am a pro at dissociating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you know it's uh, it's Forensic Files and League of Their Own, God, and I, I watch Castaway. That, that was kind of a little too on the nose <gasps> with know. with Tom Hanks being in Australia right now. I know. Um, and this just in: uh, Trump has signed the bill that mm-hmm. the, the Senate passed. So mm-hmm. Phase Two, he all signed. Right. Uh, I have a final thought. Do you guys want to go first with your final thoughts before I, I do mine? Um, no, I, I don't have a final thought. Mine is just go easy on yourself. I think there's like a lot of pressure to like use this time really productively, but yeah, you might, or, or whatever. And I don't know what your situation is, but just, you know, have kindness and patience with yourself and take it one day at a time. Totally. Also, totally unprecedented and scary and, mm-hmm. you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. And I said, fuck that. But if you do want to be productive and that helps, then hell yeah. Yeah. Whatever do you do. that shit too. Yeah. Just, yeah. Whatever, whatever you need to get through, because I think... If it's not affecting you a lot emotionally right mm-hmm. now, it's, it's you know, these things have a way of, like, getting in there they creep somehow. In. <laughs> yeah. They creep in. Yeah, I- so just check in with yourself because... And check in with your friends. Oh, yes. Especially totally. your extroverted friends. Yeah, <laughs> this kidding. is a hard time for them Ask, right now. Check it in, everybody. I'm, I am going crazy. But yeah. uh, especially check in on your friends who like to be on the go all the time. Definitely. Introverts, man, you've been preparing for the shit. Oh yeah, you got your you got your huga all set up already. You're all you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's funny. But check in, <laughs> in the in the times of a respiratory illness pandemic, just a bunch of hookahs. Yeah, this is when introverts can be the heroes. Reach out to your extroverted friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Via text message did only. You, did you hear I said hookah? <laughs> yes. Oh, I said huga. It's the oh, Danish huga. word for cozy. Oh, I yeah. love that. Thank you. Have you heard that? No? Okay, there's no. a book that came out a couple years ago. I don't know if it was a popular here. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was called like um, The Little Book of Huga or something. It's spelled Aww. H-Y-G-G-E. And it's like the Scandinavian concept of like being inside and being cozy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. so the opposite of Midsummer. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> not inside and not, not cozy. No. And potentially- I call that... Apparently, there's 51 ways to leave your lover. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I pronounced it properly, but it's H-Y-G-G-E. There's cute English language books about it. And it says, a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. Wow. Ooh, so right. it's about like, you know, fuzzy socks and fireplaces and petting dogs and drinking wine inside. I, yeah, I take that. classes coziness. from your wife on how to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's Find also- yourself a lesbian. And now I am now a, <laughs> a, a Bath and Body Works three wick candle addict oh yes <laughs> thank you to yeah. your wife it's yeah. a great thing to do too because it's raining so much and the weather couldn't be worse for combating sadness if you're not a rain person yeah yeah i feel like the universe was like i feel like they need a literal example of when it rains it pours yeah here it is yeah uh and that brings us to my final thought which is uh and, and i've noticed by talking to our listeners hanging out with our listeners interacting with our listeners that a lot of y'all are like me and uh, when this whole thing went down, and particularly when my uh, gym membership got canceled, uh, I was sort of felt lost because that was the anchor of my day. That was my routine. And, you know, then I woke up today like, I'm going to go for a run, you know, and then it was raining and I couldn't do that. Uh, and then all of the things that I normally depend on are not there. And so that has kind of made me feel a little adrift and that is what's giving me anxiety. So first, I just want to tell everybody, again, don't feel guilty for having feelings about this. Yes, there are people worse off than you, but you only live in your own frame of reference and your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. Um, And second of all, the way that the thing that makes the way I've always coped with trauma is that I dive into projects, I, mm-hmm. I, I work, I, I, I do things. And so what I'm working on right now is now that all of my touchstones that have existed are not there, I'm going to just start creating my own and I'm going to put my own routine back together again. Mm-hmm. It'll be a totally different routine. Mm-hmm. 
but that it is a routine, mm-hmm. um, it, I think is going to make a, a huge difference for me. Just this, like this podcast, like you were saying, Jordan, this mm-hmm. is one of those touchstones that we still have. And, and we're going to keep putting out shows for you. Um, and, but, you know, just make a plan. Just one thing, and I know that so so many of uh, my friends are overwhelmed. I don't have kids, and and I've got friends with kids who now don't have daycare, can't afford daycare. They're home all day with their kids, and they have to have the added um, pressure of homeschooling their own children. Mm-hmm. And and so the the only advice I can offer right now, and, and we're all sort of getting through this together. I don't know how well it's going to work, but just try to make a plan, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just one thing. Mm-hmm. That, that you can do um, consistently that's sort of uh, oh, like a like an anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Nature is a great one. I think we kind of vaguely have talked about that yeah. because you can go there unless it's Florida and spring break. You can typically <laughs> find a place where you won't be completely mm-hmm. on top of another person. Uh, the mountains are pretty big. Yeah. You can, if you have a car. If not, you can hopefully you're in a place where you can go out and feel comfortable just going on a walk. Mm-hmm. Getting outside is really nice, I think, because it's kind of a nice reminder of, you know, the the nice and beautiful and supporting side of an earth that is kind of a bit harsh right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on the overwhelmed with kids side and you're more on the lonely side, which mm-hmm. is where I am right now, you can always foster a pet. There are a lot of Aww. animals who need foster parents. And if you're home from work, um, now would be a great time to help out with that. Yep. And then you've got that's something so to do. Yeah. That's and, so sweet. And a friend. Absolutely. So that's mm-hmm. another thought as well. I love that. Those are my final thoughts. That's really nice. And I love all you guys. Love you too. Yeah. Love you guys. Be in control of what you can be in control of right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. sure. All right. Well, everybody, uh, we'll we'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Rita. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>